Welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome to another episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by Joshua Smith, now with ReliaQuest. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thanks, Chris. Yep, it's true. I've made a move. And and to some would say you kind of moved laterally because you're kind of in the same space or no? Uh, Adjacent. I mean, kind of more from more compliance focused now back to more cybersecurity focused. Got it. So really not so much about where is my data. It's about how secure is my data. Yes. Well, it's, it's more about, I've got all these security vendors and my team is overwhelmed with, with alerts and signals and all these things. And I need something to kind of tie this all together and, and, and help me get through this stuff. So that all sounds nice and dandy that yeah. you are your new job. Um, yeah. But as we were talking earlier, the real reason to have the conversation since you've kind of done this little bit of a ping pong in mm-hmm. the offboarding from one company. Oh, wait, that's what we'll call it. Onboarding and offboarding is this week's episode. So, Josh, we've had some of these conversations in the past. In fact, yeah. uh, I, I'll give this example. It was it was actually on an episode not so long ago where we talked about a company that I had worked for mm-hmm. and hadn't worked there in more than a decade and got a phone call out of the blue asking um, about my access to a particular cell phone carrier and being the uh, letter, I had letter of authorization on the account for all 150 employees and I don't work there anymore. Hmm. And it was one of those that as we went through the conversation, it's like, Hey, whether it's an internal employee, a third party vendor, what do those vendors or third or even employees have access to that isn't necessarily the traditional, hey, I turned off your access to say 365 and you no longer can get email mm-hmm. versus, oh, by the way, I called up and I just got myself a new cell phone. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's interesting. Um, it's, you know, ideally it doesn't happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen all that often where you have to go through these kind of changes. But, you know, having gone through some of those changes during, you know, the pandemic, and then now going through it again, post majority pandemic. Um, it, it's it's really interesting to see how how it's how it's handled differently, um, and how just I feel different the you know in person versus remote kind of kind of interactions go. Um, you know, it, it, you might be like, oh, I can do this, you know, remote, it's whatever. But, uh, you know, still, there's just this extra special magic when you're when you're around people and and you're just kind of collaborating in real time. You're, you're kind of getting that energy in the room. So I I really enjoyed going through, <laughs> you know, oddly enough, I really enjoyed going through HR training um, because, you know, it was it was in a room of folks, you know, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of folks you know, with the speaker up front and I'm just like, oh man, I, you know, I remember this because, you know, I haven't really been to a, con- a conference. You're, you're in the it's real just, world. I'm in the real world. Um, there's real people there, people right. I'm to be working with. Uh, this is not, not meta. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not just a name on the Zoom or the Teams presentation that, you know, it's, it's, 
great they have a picture or or they just have like a weird you know outline shape look at the AOL instant messenger guy right um or the person alive, by the way the, per, the person that hasn't set up their their linkedin photo yet um and it's just kind of one of those things where you think you know or you think you would understand like how that would make you feel or, or what your feelings about it would be until you actually kind of go through it and you're like oh there's like a lot of kind of kind of stuff in the background that you don't really think about and that kind of bubbles to the surface when you're when you're doing these things either remote or or in person so i i thought that was very interesting and uh that's kind of the kind of what i wanted to to explore with you today emotionally so, so let's spiritually. let's start with um i think obviously just as almost recent is you did the offboard process yep. and as an employee mm-hmm. uh what are some like I always think like offboarding is harder than onboarding. And I think the reality <laughs> is onboarding is actually pretty straightforward and easy because the person you're onboarding, anything that you skip or miss, they're going to tell you that you skipped or missed it because they can't do whatever it was that they're supposed to because that piece is missing. However, when you offboard, mm-hmm. you know, what are the, like, I feel like it's an easy conversation to have like, oh, we've got a checklist for offboarding employees that have been resigned, quit, or, you know, fired, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, what does that look like? Because you, on the one hand, you have someone gives you a two week notice versus uh-huh. someone gets walked to the door. Right. Like there's just so many, I don't know, nuances or, or um, caveats that can happen in an offboarding not done well. How did it go with you for starters? And then I'd love to talk to you about like, you know, what would you do if you were in that position of authority that this is an employee that's leaving your company? Yeah. And that's a good point that I guess before I jump into my story, I, I'm going to throw back to you the question Uh-oh. of, do you think the the policies and procedures for an employee that's let go is going to be different than an employee that turns in their resignation? Obviously, the timing will be different, but do you think that the steps are different, right? I mean, outside I of escorting them to the door. Yeah, but, I mean, and you and I, I go think, back a long time for when we, back in the programming days, I think yeah. of it like a more of an if-then function. Like, right. I think that what, I guess what are the, the what are the differences? What are the differences? Yeah, so let's, I let's, think let's if someone's giving... Yeah. So I would easily go with, if you're being walked to the door, that's an immediate, like everything's being shut off and it's probably a precursory. Like, so if Josh is, if you were being fired per se, Mm -hmm. you know, as the one doing the firing, I'd probably get it on the phone and say, Hey, I'm having this meeting in 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to offboard Josh as a Mm -hmm. terminated employee. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to need you to literally turn off all of his accounts, you know, five minutes into that meeting so that when he's with me, those accounts are gone so that he can't go and take say actions against the company using his mm-hmm. company account. Yeah. So how's that different? So, you know, my last day was Friday. How's it different than HR being like, Hey, Josh's last day is on Friday. Shut off all his access at 5 PM on Friday. Right. You know, how is that different? Well, because I think there's a little bit of participation in it, right? So you know, you said, "Hey, I'm I'm quitting." Like two weeks yeah. from now, I'm not going to be an employee anymore. Now yeah. things get put in motion. Everything from you know Cobra and and paperwork that you might fill out, even including an exit interview, right? Those are all things that that would feasibly be done with somebody who's not being fired, 
That's okay. Yeah, that's true. But so, the timing, the timing thing, I think from IT standpoint, is there any difference from shut this off in 30 minutes versus shut this off at the end of the week? I mean, more than likely they're probably using, I mean, hopefully maybe some sort of automation or some sort of checklist that says shut this off at X and date and time. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying that that is the difference, right? So that's, that's a, if now versus if later, Right. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're, yeah. we're talking, I mean, not, not wanting to split hairs on this, but I think there's a slightly different uh, urgency to the fired Ooh. versus I quit. And this is my professional courtesy of two weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think there's also in a, I am leaving intentionally because I want to, mm -hmm. that you could also see that maybe in some cases you have sort of like, uh, um, you're removing access over time. So like you may eliminate certain things up front. Um, like one of the things that I did, but when I left was my email was changed to uh, auto responder that says, I'm no longer an employee with this organization. Here's uh, my replacement contact details. If this is tied to something that you need my input on as a result of, you know, a project or something that's not completed, you know, here's my new contact details and I'm happy to assist because it was obviously, I left on good terms, right? Like, mm -hmm. so I think there's all kinds of stuff. The, the thing you have to weigh, I think, is what are the liability or risk of keeping any uh, artifacts of the former employee in play mm -hmm. once their last day is over? Because I think there's liability to both sides. Well, damn, that was, I probably should have done that. That'd be good. To, I should have set up another responder, maybe. Uh, but I, I just, I just figured they were just going to start forwarding all my emails to to my manager. But yeah, maybe I should have put an autoresponder. Dang. Well, and that may be true, right? Like the only reason I did the autoresponder is yeah. our director of instruction had done the same thing because you know you've, you know, I had four years in on managing a pretty large infrastructure. I don't care who the new guy is, unless he's got six to 12 months under his belt, he's still right. turning over things he's never seen before. You know, for his that's sake, right. you yeah. know, you hope he has access to someone that's still willing to give some answers. Cause I know when I started, the person that was my predecessor had been gone for three months when I started. Yeah. So uh, kind of what I'm hearing is uh, it might be, there might be less steps involved with firing someone then someone i'm leaving. i'm leaning that way myself yeah. it's a good thing we talked yeah. this out yeah yeah because yeah it's true i had an ex exit interview which i thought was quite refreshing um and i mean it's talk about like the best time to be honest <laughs> you know, right right hey, i got hey ask me any questions you want i'll tell you i'll tell you whatever it's like i just took like a true serum and uh, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll tell you all my all, all my secrets and opinions. And, and and my guess is so so prior to exiting, I'm yeah. just thinking about this is a little bit from in my head. Maybe this is a little bit in your head too. Yeah. Is that when you leave a company, there's lots of things at stake. But you know, sometimes people will go, well, you know, I should give the benefit of going to my employer first and saying, look, these are the the reasons that I'm considering leaving do you want to give me reasons to stay? And I think that's less common today than it was, um, you know, five, 10 years ago where, you know, usually there was like, Hey, the reason I'm leaving is I can get more money somewhere else doing the same thing. Um, uh, I don't know because on like the cybersecurity subreddit, a lot of times you'll get people saying like, Oh, I'm really like not happy at my job. I want to quit. 
And a lot of people do recommend like, hey, you know, talk to, you know, your manager, let them know how you're feeling. Like, don't let this, you know, bottle up. And then some other people are just like, this is a living hell. <laughs> yeah. Or like, well, you know, stop, you know, you know, reach out to some, you know, reach out to here, reach out to there, you know, talk to these folks and and, and get going. So um, I think there's a lot more <clears throat> near real-time advice now um, than I think maybe there was, you know, let's say like 10 years ago, right? So there's a lot more uh, folks in very niched forums where there's a lot more people there, right? There's a lot more people in cybersecurity. There's a lot more people willing to, that have climbed ladder now or in directors, you know, CISOs, all that kind of stuff. Maybe are more willing to share from all the different, all the entire spectrum, right? Of the, of the, of a, of an organization to where I think people are getting, I hope people are getting better advice or at least getting a lot more of that advice. So they can kind of weigh that all up to say like, Hey, listen, if I'm really not happy, am I not happy because how, how my organization is working with me, uh, you know, and that can be changed or am I unhappy in a way that I don't see any change that could correct my, 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 you know, my course of action, which is to leave. Right. Right. So I, I, I think do you think, bring up I do really think there's a, more, a better about, community around that now. Well, I think you bring up something interesting about leaving a company that, mm-hmm. and I don't want to dwell on this, but I think it's important <laughs> to note that if you don't have a good path in place for employees to communicate feelings Mm -hmm. and to have those regular performance. I hate saying performance review because that's not really fair because it's not like you're like, Oh, and then tell me how I'm doing. It's like, no, really you want to know more or less how emotionally, you know, are the goals being met? Are you happy with the goals you're setting? Um, If you don't have those paths or that dialogue, I think you ultimately put yourself in a position of they're going to go. If they're fine, something they're going to go. Right, but you know, you could also you could also say it is a performance review, but it's bi-directional, right? How yeah. am I as you know your leadership doing? Right? Here's how I think you're doing. Now tell me how you think I'm doing and how can we both improve. So tell right? me how honest you were with that, knowing that when you had your exit interview, you had right. no problem being truly candid and honest about the exit. Oh, I was pretty, I was pretty candid. <laughs> right. So, so, so uh, rewind though, how open and were you on the flip side of that? Uh, we, on the like, exit like, interview? So, so pre-exit interview. Oh. The communication side, you know, how did that go? <laughs> um, it was good. I think, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a techie. I'm right. like the, the SE in me right i feel like definitely the the e is stronger than the s so i i do have like a natural resistance to confrontation sure right so not that I, we ever work together right yeah I, I i do pull my punches a little bit so i definitely could be and that's actually what my manager told me afterwards you know because he talked to me because he was bummed and i was bummed we were both bummed um and he's just like you know was there anything that you know we could have done and i'm just like you know this is this situation and he's like you know i get it and i'm happy for you but you know moving forward i, I want you to be more of a spokesperson for yourself that if there is the slightest drag if there's the slightest thing that you would like to see changed be more vocal about it be you know be your be your own ambassador and i really took that to heart because i do think i i struggle with that um that sometimes i feel like uh, you know more things happen to me than i happen to them sometimes 
Um, I feel like I just need to lay on the couch and, you know, tell me, tell you, tell you about my, my dreams. Right. But, right, um, right. Yeah. But, I'm a good, yeah. I, I think, I think once I felt like there was no real confrontation sure, um, or that I wouldn't really rub anything the wrong way or, you know, whatever. I definitely feel like I was definitely more honest. I think maybe even to myself during the exit interview than maybe I was in, in previous engagements with, with, you know, my manager or my director. And that, and that's on me. I, I could have definitely been a better team member by being a lot more open and honest earlier on um and in that relationship i know we weren't talking about it in this way but i think Mm -hmm. the way you're describing this whole thing is the underlying cybersecurity is is present because i think about the idea behind employees that become disgruntled unhappy avoid confrontation uh, they have a tendency to be found with, you know, they've got the keys to the castle and they decided to share them with someone else. And and I'm not saying they did it on purpose. Like, I, th- I don't necessarily think that disgruntled employees suddenly become malicious employees. But you think about how someone gets fished, how someone mm-hmm. gets taken advantage of through social media. I mean, yeah. if you're out there on the Reddit forums or you're posting on Facebook or like what I love is my favorite is on LinkedIn, just past my level three security clearance. I should just search that LinkedIn. How many of those can I find? Hmm, those look like those would be good candidates for social engineering. But 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 regardless, like stuff we post, people read. Yeah. So if you are disgruntled, what's a way for someone to take advantage of that? And suddenly you've been emotionally victimized and suddenly you're compromising data that's in the organization you're considering leaving. I mean, I think just the the exact campaign that North Korea was doing, which was um Fishing people on LinkedIn with job opportunities, right? Right. Hey, I'm so and so from from just SpaceX fill out this application. Yeah. Gonna need some details like your social security number and like you know your date of or, birth and or like, firstborn. And you down, download this form and it just yeah. happens to be executable, right? Right. Right. So that's that's something. Um, and and then on the flip side, people usually announce when they get a new job. Um, so that's also an opportunity to fish them as well because they're not fully acclimated into who's who and what's policy what's procedure all those kind of things so you can get a disgruntled person because you know they're emotionally yeah vulnerable and i think you can get someone on the onboarding because i think their knowledge or lack of knowledge vulnerable right um i, I, I actually already, got hit yeah. with one on my onboard. I, I, did, I did too <laughs> i just i got i got one recently i got a uh, a text message from the uh, ceo wanted to know if i got so his message that's actually different so yeah. the ceo one as soon as your information got plugged into you're working for a big enough company, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily um, tied to something you posted on LinkedIn. That may actually be uh, somebody, uh, some of the contact information that they store on you may actually have been why. Because like we get them all the time at CompTIA. Like all the time we get like, hey, sorry, I didn't reach out to you earlier. It's like, well, this is weird. Um my boss's boss's boss doesn't generally send me text message. Oh wait, never has sent me a text message. Now yeah. he's going to send me one just because I'm doing the yeah. podcast. But Chris, I hear you're sad. I don't text you more often. Yeah, I, I hear you're disgruntled because I'm not texting you in a meaningful way. Here's a link. Yeah, yeah. Here's, <laughs> a, link. here's a link. You're just going to pick your current emotional feeling. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, so it's... so so let's go the other direction. Let's. Yep. I mean, you you just finished the first week with your new company onboarding. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, opener. Uh, yeah. Again, it really goes back to um, with my previous vendor. 
I was onboarded during during COVID, right? During the pandemic. So it sure. was all remote, all recorded videos. Sure. <laughs> and um, you know, if you've ever had to um, you know, sit through hours and hours and hours of corporate videos and oh, yeah. and you, you can you know it's 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 painful. And it's only slightly less painful you do it in person because you know they're interactive, they get you involved, they feed you lunch, they you know, they you know, they hand you out some swag. Um, you know, and they kind of keep it and, and they pace it as well. Whereas if I'm sitting down, it's okay, your do pace. I just do and I just crush, get it done? Yeah. Do I just sit here and crush, you know, eight hours of of HR videos? Or, you know, do I take it slow or you know, can I just rush through it and get it done? How you know, how much am I gonna remember? So I I did kind of enjoy even the HR stuff. Um, and also the difference is that I think the, the first day was very like culture, you know, why mm-hmm. is it that we do what we do, you know, origin, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And when, you, when you're in a room with a good speaker, right? Like they put out energy. Um, when you're watching a video recorded by a good speaker, um, it There's doesn't no, really- You still can't feel the energy. Yeah, yeah, the radiation doesn't leave the screen. Yeah. Right. It does a little bit like, you know, I've seen some good like you know, recorded TEDx videos. Sure. But um, it's but those are TEDx videos. Those are, I mean, those are yeah, TEDx yeah. videos. Right. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and you're in you're with people and people cheer like you get like you get that 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 kind of that energy from the crowd, the energy from the speaker. And it's kind of just like in a thin feedback. And then, you know, you go out afterwards, you go to an event like, you know, we went bowling or something like that. Right. So it's definitely different in a good way, I think. Um to do that kind of onboarding stuff in person. And I was really, I was really uh, stoked. And and I kind of, it kind of, I feel like it, it, I feel like you kind of get yourself wrapped in the, in the, the you want to be there. You want to be there. And I feel like you, you, you kind of start to feel like you belong faster. So, so right? you, you, so culture, the HR yeah. stuff that went well. Um, yeah. I think the 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 listeners are going to be like, yeah, but what about the tech? Like, what was that like? Like, so I mean, I'll just I can tell you like one of the things that I I uncovered when I went through my recent uh, the process of actually hiring my replacement uh, at the last place I was at was kind of weird. Like, not because he was new, but the onboarding. I could have done a better job. I didn't think through some of the things that he was going to need access to because I had gotten so used to being the one that had the access, right? Like the, right. the apps that you need to get, you know, get into. Um, and obviously that's more on a, you know, high up the food chain, like whose credentials and whose keys are swapping out for the new person. But like in your case, like, did you hit any walls? Like when they gave you the laptop, like that out of the gate, like, Oh, so can't log into that yet. Um, this one doesn't work in, or, or get some sort of like weird. Well, yes. Well, first off, when I, when I walked in the first day, you know, they had like the corporate backpack that's all themed, by the way, it's like, um, it's like a North face backpack. So I'm just like, Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting good vibes already. Right. Yeah, good vibes. You're, 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 I'm feeling warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I'm feeling warm and fuzzy. And they had this great, like camel pack uh, like water bottle i'm just like oh yeah yeah yeah. and then i look at the computer and i'm just like oh no uh macbook pro m1 yeah and i'm like mac how do i turn this thing on (laughs) yeah because there's no power button it's just a black button 
Yeah, I haven't used a Mac in like I I don't even know. Like so 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 decades. so pause so pause on that. Yes. So when yeah. I got hired, I had sort of the same thing. Like in advance, HR goes, "Hey, do you want a Mac or a PC?" And I'm like, "I want a Mac." So I show up and they hand me a PC. So I'm like, um, okay, I think like I could do this, but I haven't been on a PC in probably as long as you haven't been on a Mac. Not that I couldn't <laughs> use one, but so right. it's funny because then they, they had no problem. Of course they got the, the Mac, got it all squared away. Um, but it's interesting. Like, so I was given the opportunity to choose based on my experience. Right. You were given a, you got a North Face backpack. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, do you like the backpack? Yeah, it's good. And it yeah. doesn't have a good laptop sleeve for your, oh, for your MacBook. Oh, okay, no, okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's really nice. It's really nice. No, like I, all the stuff they 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 gave me was super nice. I mean, I'm I'm sure this Mac is really nice too. Um, I'm just like, what do I do with this? Right? So you have you no longer worried about the power port because you got a MagSafe power port, and so now you have what three no, uh, no, USB C ports. No, I just all it has is two USB C ports. Are you sure That's it's it. a pro? It um, says MacBook Pro. Man, some of the other folks did, had like four or whatever. Um, I think mine has two. I think it has has two. This is this is this is the funny part. It has two USB C ports and it has a mini jack port also. And I'm just what's like, a mini oh. jack port? Like a headphone jack. Yeah, mine has a headphone jack. Yeah, so you have headphone jack on one side and two USB C ports on the other. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I'm like, Different. okay, yeah. And, and but you know, like my key, like my setup at home, my keyboard, it's a it's a PC keyboard, right? And so I got I had to go I had to Google what is the option key on the a... Windows. Oh, the option key. Yeah, apparently it's, it's the Alt key. Start the start key is the option key. No, the Windows key is the command key. Yes. Yeah, and the Alt key is the option key. Oh, see, I have the uh, the Logi MX Creative keyboard. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That has uh, it actually has a option slash start key and then a command slash alt key. Okay, okay. I wow, mean, we're we really just going really down, went we're, down. We're, we're really going down the rabbit hole now. We're like, oh, so uh, so cybersecurity very, is really important uh, um, in the onboarding. Yeah, so, but to your point, yeah, it's locked down, right? First thing I did when I got on the MacBook Pro is pop the terminal and try to pseudo and it's like you are not an administrator this has been reported i'm like okay yep, yep. So, so they're probably running jamf or some other yeah. yeah well i don't I, I, I don't even know how much of this i should be telling but yeah yeah they got a lockdown and mdm all that kind of good stuff you get like a, a store where you can go and yeah you know install specific applications and that's pretty slick like the you know the the the, the SSO portal, like how it ties into everything, um, you know, what applications I can install by just clicking a button and it installs it for me. Like, right. that's cool. That's cool. So I, you know, I enjoy it. It's really well done. I, I'll have to say. Um, and this is still kind of a, kind of a youngish company because I think I was being told that like, you know, 12 ish months ago, there was 400 people and now, you know, we're, we're at like a thousand, right? So it's a very fast growing company. So, you know, they, I think they've had to scale pretty quickly. And I think in terms of like the IT, the stand-up, stand-up new users and, and such, um, it's been nothing but smooth. I haven't really run into uh, a wall whatsoever. And, you know, the, the HR system they're using, it kind of just, you know, I walked in, all of a sudden I had all these little tasks and they kind of walked me through all the stuff, like, you know, picking healthcare and, and you know, signing up for all that kind of stuff. It was a very smooth process. So my hat's off to the team, both HR and IT, 
because uh, really outside of handing me a Mac, which I can't yeah. really hold against him, you know, yeah, a yeah, little yeah, bit. You, it's a little uh, early to hold it against him. I mean, I hold it against him a little bit, but other than that, um, <laughs> it's it's been a super smooth onboarding. And I think, like you said, it's it's almost easier to onboard somebody because again, they can't do something, there'll be a squeaky wheel. Whereas yeah. with offboarding, you know, the longer the person's at a company, you start to get that permission creep. And, and you maybe you don't even necessarily know uh, what they have access to or even what equipment they have. Right. right. Because like the longer the, the collection there, over time, the collection over time, right. Unless you have a really good um, like inventory system, which I think, I think companies are getting better at. Um, they better. It's a requirement yeah, prob- most like, frameworks. Yeah. Like the longer someone, if you're, if someone's been there, like, you know, five plus years, they definitely probably have some stuff that maybe the person that kept that Excel spreadsheet did, you know, forgot to transfer into the new system or something like that. Yeah. You know, or they've access to something. And, and ideally it's all back through your IAM. Right. So either it's going to be through 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 Octo or Duo or, you know, active, you know, AD or Asia. Yeah, in theory, AD. it's all tied into the SSO. Like your digital identity is all yeah. corralled inside at least the container, which you hope is, you know, the case. Uh, but just throwing this if, out there, though, if, like it, if go back 10 years. Sure. We didn't have tools and platforms like what we're talking about right now to yeah. you know like you said you know the third party uh hr software that they're using that has these you know check boxes for you to step through that exercise i mean yeah. not saying that you can't do it with you know notepad and and or a word doc right but i mean yeah. like but still like yeah. we've come a long ways to have tools like that that give you like oh you haven't finished this part of your onboarding like that's just so, it, I don't want to say it's refreshing, but it it felt good when I went through it to know like, oh, I still have these two things I have to get done. Yeah. But then you're kind of, you got a little bit of vendor lock-in, right? It's a double-edged sword because now you kind of have to do the onboarding. You have to bend to the will of the, probably the SaaS vendor, right? However, they set up the onboarding. And if you ever want to move systems, you know, good luck getting your data out of there. So you know, you that you, you do kind of get a turbo boost, but it, I think it comes at a price of like, yeah, an Excel doc might be kind of janky or if you make your own form in, in Word, but you can make it completely, you know, boutique. It's completely yours. Yeah. Um, and you can take that Word doc anywhere and plug it into anything. Or as opposed to if you do it through something like, I don't know, like Workday or whatever, um, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be very more rigid and structured and how they, they want you to take someone through that process. And that data is locked in their database somehow. Sure. Um, so I, I do agree, but you know, there's always, uh, there's always a trade-off, right? And, yeah. And, and I, I guess my point was more along the lines of, you know, we obviously hate documentation, right? Like, like we, as, <laughs> yeah. as the programming of people in general, like, yeah, products like IT glue and biz docs and Passportal MSP, those products all exist because we, we failed to do the documentation. Like, Oh, we document for you. And it's like, wow. Okay. So, but I still have to do it. Right. But you, you think about that from like a, an HR standpoint, a lot of those things are pretty straightforward, right? You all do your anti-discrimination, whatever's required by law mm-hmm. that used to be like, you were like almost kind of buffet style, like trying to, bring everything to the the cash register say oh i need all these things right now yeah well yeah i think i think i think it probably is more pro than con obviously um because you get that automation you get that sure. workflow that you can put into place and you someone can, do can this keep all an remote. idea is someone are you getting it done someone yeah can check in on you well yeah because every time i you know filled out a form whatever i clicked you know 
submit submit right and so now they're like oh okay josh has done his i9 he's done his whatever whatever he ordered form. his business cards he ordered i still have not done that i need to Shoot, see look at that. that i, I it's like i work for your <laughs> hr uh, i just was, i just was thinking about it a second ago too so this uh was largely more about process of onboarding and offboarding than it was about the fundamentals of say cybersecurity in this context but i think this is where I think cybersecurity often doesn't look as shiny or pretty, right? Like cybersecurity does include these things. Like the biggest thing that we often miss is what does the policy look like? What do the procedures look like? What's the guidance? And just in the offboarding and onboarding, uh, I think we highlighted pretty well that there's quite a few pieces to the equation that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, the fancy MacBook Pro. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the 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 day when they brought up the um the, the HR ops folks and they kind of walked us through some of that stuff uh was not as uh exhilarating right. as as the the next day when they walked me through the sock, right? And I got to see all the the shiny objects. Yeah, essentially all the R- RGB keyboards that the analysts had, you know, at their desk. But there were three monitors, and they had like you know the the dashboard up top showing like how you know all the tickets are in flight and all that kind of stuff. So you know that obviously was like a nerdgasm. That's when you drooled a little bit and it's like I like RGB colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, does that make you type faster? Uh, so yeah, so it's it you know it is cybersecurity really and obviously you still got to do that what we would consider the boring stuff but i'm sure hr ops and and legal and all the finance i'm sure that they are like hey i love the fact that we don't have to push all this paper anymore so yeah. i'm sure they're excited about it and, and walking people through all these different platforms so that they can kind of elevate or be more efficient in, in their job i but think I more think, secure yeah. too because if you think oh, about yeah. it you yeah. know that your data that you submitted into that platform is not in 80 different places you know, in OneDrive or local drive and shared drive, right? Like it's not because you put it into that repository, you know that that's where it went. And unless that is compromised, it's not sitting in eight or nine different places. Right. It's I'll not the filing and, cabinet down yeah, the hall. I'll go ahead and say yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, We can do a I've whole got, nother episode yeah, on, did I've we got, did we go the wrong direction I've got, too I've got feel, I've, Yeah, I've got feelings on that. Uh, <laughs> You know, we were making jokes when we were signing up about like, you know, social security numbers, making sure it's secure. And all. I'm like, and honestly, at this point, uh, I, you know, I'm it's sure you could there. buy, yeah, I'm sure you could buy my full for like a dollar. I don't some, think, I don't place. think I had to pay for it actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's that hard to get uh, all our details at this point, which is, which is why we need, that's just why I think I have um, indefinite free uh, credit monitoring from all the different uh, financial institutions and, and vendors that have been breached. I did actually just recently tread most of the stuff from our time with Untangled because mm-hmm. we have just crossed that threshold. Oh, yeah. I just took it out to the beach when I was in LA and just dropped a big old a garbage bag of it on top of a, a bonfire because I was like, that's going to take too that long was, to shred. That was essentially what I did was burn yeah. it. So I was yeah. the metaphor of shredding. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's gone. It is it like it's not usable anymore. So like I think we're at like I just hit the seven year on ninety percent of I have like maybe a couple pieces of paper left that are one more year and that's gone too. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, it's uh, good. yeah. Any any Keep last thoughts safe. to share with the audience that um you know we didn't touch on, you know, onboarding and offboarding, maybe not the most glamorous part of cybersecurity, but mm. uh, it's part of the process. It is 
governance is a huge part of being successful in risk mitigation. So any last thoughts? I would say that, you know, another part of security is obviously the people. And I think that's never been said before. Never, never, never. (laughs) I think the better you can onboard people and offboard people just from a, just from a, like a, like a, a a people perspective. I was going to say people, people, people perspective. Um, I, I think directly impacts security, right? The, the, the better you can, onboard folks, the better, what I'm really circled back to is retention. Mm -hmm. I think the better you can retain people through a good onboarding, right? The longer you can retain them, I think the better they will be as a a, a security buffer, right? Because they'll they'll be more engrossed in the company. They'll know more people, they'll know more procedures. Because again, you know, we're getting, we're getting fished when we're onboarding and offboarding probably more so than the people that have you know been there for a sure. decade, right? Because they they know who the CEO is, or they know who the people are, and they're not going to just randomly get an email from somebody. So I think that makes them a better employee from a security standpoint, the longer they're they're with the company. Um, obviously, they'll, they'll be permission scraped. You got to take care of that. And then sure. offboarding, I think the better you can make the offboarding, because um, you know the, they, they always say that the most expensive thing is to, to hire a new person, right? So that's that cost of losing someone. Um, I, I think could be lessened if you offboard them well, that maybe that there's an opportunity they, they could come back, right? You know, so and if you I've could bring someone that. back that could really lower the overhead of bringing back a person that is already well-versed in all your, your, your cyber operations, right? And, and not that this is happening, but like just the fact, the way you shared with how your offboarding went, you mm-hmm. didn't leave. And it's like, man, that Josh can't believe he shared what he did like there's no way he would ever work here again and and it's interesting because we don't know where our future trajectories will take us it's been i had a conversation this morning um with uh cyberhoot uh with craig taylor and we got talking about paths crossing and it was just funny because he was trying to have a conversation with with one person i was actually already talking to that person at that company and was able to do a a a handshake between the the two of them because it's like hey he's not just some random person that's trying to like solicit sell you something he's i can vouch for him like you guys need to talk and all of a sudden it's like now they're talking and now the synergies are are exploding because of a, a good handoff from before. Well, well said. Well said. Uh, that, I think you said that. it best. Uh, for those of you listening, I uh, appreciate your time and willingness to listen to an episode that was less shiny than normal. So everybody out there, thanks. Have a great week. Thank you.